Your daily podcast, where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff. It is a pleasure, nay, an honor hmm. to be with you all today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this today, is my extremely normal greeting. Hello, everyone. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about minute 19. And in this minute, Lewis finishes his forensic analysis of the Titanic. This is also the minute where we definitely find out that Lewis is an ass man. Mm. I will. So True. yesterday with, with our Heart of the Ocean Rob, I had mentioned that someone needs to Photoshop or whatever you would do to put a different video clip that he's doing this over. So I'm just going to read a portion of his forensic analysis and you could just use your imagination for what um, sort of videos or clips could put in there slow at first then faster and faster until finally she's got her whole ass sticking up in the air and that's a big ass we're talking 20 30,000 tons okay and the hull is not designed to deal with that pressure so what happens crack she splits right down to the keel already got it yeah. Grape, grape stomping lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have to make sure Caroline includes that in sinking feeling. I'm going to go with uh, keyboard cat. <laughs> keyboard cat works for what? everything. I don't know. How does that like keyboard like, cat? Yeah, I like keyboard cat, but what is that? How does that match up with his, his voiceover? It's called irony. Oh, mm. God, give me a break. Rob, how are you not on my side here? I'm on your side. That is much better. You're forcing it, dog. I, there, are plenty, there are plenty of videos of people on trampolines and hysterical things happen, and I think those would work, too, for this. <laughs> but you just not said you like key- Keyboard Cat. You want it both ways. No, I'm well, just yeah, saying like keyboard, keyboard Cat, cat works, like, works for everything because it's Keyboard Cat, but it doesn't work for the context. It's fine. Joe... Victory, flawless victory for Joe. So I'm saying, listen, I don't want to get into a fight. <laughs> flawless. Uh, so Did you have one in mind when you thought of this idea? No. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. Um, I think the 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 grape stomping lady video is the way to go. But we'll open that up to our listeners. I'm sure they'll have plenty of ideas. White wine, uh, Tom. White wine, Tom. He'll he'll have an idea. So, uh, the one thing I want to point out factually on here. So, in this, we've talked about this before. How the Titanic splits, and it shows that. Uh, I was watching. There's an entire documentary on the Titanic Blu-ray of just James Cameron in like a room full of Titanic experts trying to figure out exactly what happened when Titanic sunk, like how it fell to the the bottom of the ocean and like redoing the cgi so that would be right and um they do a really good job for the most part from this movie on showing what they think will happen but one of the differences is they still believe that it splits but in this the uh 
the like bow sinks and pulls the stern vertical and i think that was probably not like 90 degree vertical it was probably closer to like you know 40 degrees or 35 degrees vertical until it broke That's off a big and difference it down it is a big difference but um i mean i'm glad the movie is 90 because it adds some fun things in the the commentary cameron talks about you can tell that he's had many an argument about this because he's like, well, no one knows for sure. Everyone just has opinions. And then he, you know, he goes on to defend himself. And he says that he's been to the Titanic. Uh, how many times do you think he's been to the Titanic? I'll let you guys Is guess. Is it five? Is it five times? Well, okay. Five expeditions. But how many times he went down? Like, actually, like, different ones? Just how many times? Guess. Just... Well, he says, I believe he said he uses the words "dive to the wreck." Oh, okay. So I would guess, I would guess somewhere close to like fifty or sixty times. That's crazy. I'm, what is I'm the number? Just, I'm gonna, uh, well, I'm gonna I, guess he, he says a hundred, but uh, I don't know what is what. Is actually, it? you guys highballed me, and now it's not as impressive. I was hoping <laughs> Rob's. I was hoping Rob. Uh, okay, my five. actual my actual guess would be would be like a dozen. It was twenty four. Okay. That's still a lot. So that's, that's crazy. And I, I mean, he says he spent nine months of his life on the what's the boat? The called it Keldish. Yeah, the Keldish. So, do, yeah, do you want to know the saddest part of it? Is that that broke his brain to the degree that he thought we wanted four Avatar movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let's spin it the other way. Maybe it's good because for like. For like a long time, all he would do is deal with Titanic things, and now he's got a new obsession, which actually results in movies for us that we want to see. Or, well, I shouldn't say that, but it results in movies that people may want to see. see. I, I, I want to see Avatar too. There, that makes I said it. One. I mean, I'm sure I'll see world. it at some. point. It's on record. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I mean, because he's like, you watch these documentaries. It's not. You can't say it's an obsession that leads to making movies. Avatar came out over like over 10 years ago he takes his time not now he's that, making four of them and it's still not going to come more. out for another two or three years yeah i know but at least we're going to have more james cameron he's movies, not stanley which... kubrick <laughs> i he's honestly a... i haven't seen avatar since it was in theaters but i i remember not liking it and i'm I a big james cameron it fan was breathtakingly general. stupid but had some parts that looked really cool it seemed yeah. like a movie where I probably should have been on drugs while I was watching it, and then it probably would have been a lot cooler because <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed how stupid it was. <laughs> Speaking well, of am drugs. Am I wrong? Speaking no, of drugs, we're going we're gonna to talk about the PCP thing tomorrow. So oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, actually, I, I don't know. Do you take PCP in like... I, I don't. We'll learn, we'll learn tomorrow. Do you smoke Joe? it? We'll, we'll learn tomorrow. Let's. Is there a WikiHow on how to do PCP? I am. I'm oh my preparing gosh. my PCP right now in anticipation of tomorrow's episode. However, one prepares it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> is the so we talked yesterday, but like this minute for sure, Lewis is just on. I, why would he use the language he uses in this? You know, he talks. He's got a big ass. It's unbelievable. Bob, Bob's are like a cork. Like this is a one could believe a survivor of this it's 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 almost like this movie was written by somebody who has trouble connecting emotionally with other humans <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I still i still like 
and we talked about this yesterday, but like I still like that this exists. Like I still enjoy seeing the quote unquote forensic analysis of the Titanic before we actually see the whole thing happen. Yeah, I, I actually think... disagree. Okay. Only in one respect. What's that? That when the ship, you know, during that scene later in the film, when it does split in half, that is so like like awe inspiring as you know, it's like so, like oh my! It's just so crazy the idea that a ship that massive could split like that. Yeah. And when you know what's going to happen, I think it ta- I think it takes a little bit away from it. I think that's an entirely valid point. But, uh, but then on the other hand, though, maybe if they hadn't talked included this scene, then maybe if it happened, you would be thinking, "There's no way that could happen in real life. That, this is ridiculous, that was, and it would pull you out of it." So I don't know. That was exact. That was the exact point I was going to make. I even if it's one hundred percent true, I think if you weren't, again, this in nineteen ninety seven, I don't believe this was common knowledge. So it, you might wonder, it's like, what this didn't happen, did it? If you're going through that in the moment, yeah. So that's that's my argument. I I don't. I think your argument is just as valid. So it's just depends on how <laughs> the, you tell the story. There are. There's something that that Lewis does say in this in this minute that blows my mind, and um, I'm gonna kind of open this up for discussion, and I'll I'll include some examples. Oh, but there oh, are some thanks. things that have um, occurred or existed, or facts about things that happen in the world that blow my mind that I can't even wrap my head around. Okay, so the one on here is that he is your marriage that, one of them? Um, <laughs> that that at like 2:20 a.m. it goes down. Only two hours and 40 minutes after the collision. Like, the idea that this thing grazed, like, this, this like, technological marvel, this incredible, gigantic, largest ship, this ocean liner, grazes a iceberg. And not only does it sink, it sinks from, like, collision to, like, completely submerged underwater in two hours and 40 minutes. It yeah, blows my mind. Graze seems like too light of a word. Well, I mean, but it's not like I, it like ran right into it. Like it just sort of, you know, it it. I mean, yeah, graze is too light of the of a word. But like the point is, it's not like it, you know, jammed into it. Do you think would it have been better off just directly colliding with it? We yes, we'll get I, to that. I, but yes, it was. It would be. So my question is, what are some things that just sort of blow your mind about? you know, things that have happened in the world. Uh, the other day I was reading an article about how they f- they found what are the equivalent of instructions for building the pyramids from, okay. I want to say that's like 4,000 BC. I'm really, okay. I'm really, I'm really bad when you get this far back, but the whole notion of the pyramids and obviously they were slave labor, but just the notion that at that point in time you could transport huge amounts of anything by boat and have large groups of people without any automation or even uh this was pre-bronze age yet alone steel so just building massive structures like that but again when you have slaves it's not you doing the work sure but i agree it is it like an incredible thing that's ever even occurred joe I don't know. Man. All right. Well, here I I I I just want you to know. I uh, I thought I just said some meaningless things with Jerry Rice and the Beatles. Um, 
I just found one. I Googled it. I think this is even more meaningless. Uh, apparently, the entire state of Wyoming only has two escalators. <laughs> <laughs> what? How's that possible? <laughs> could Could you believe that it only took a, a le- it took less than three hours for the Titanic to sink to the bottom? Also. <laughs> Oh guys, I'm sorry. I hey, you know what, Rob? You know, okay. I, I guess here, here's here's my answer. I, what one thing that I that I really, and and I'm I'm sure. I, well, I know I shouldn't say I'm sure. I I, I know there, it's there's very clear answers to all this. But a thing I can't wrap my head around is is cartography. I think about like explorers and their, you know, traveling through these regions that well, generally in the stories we hear, they're white men exploring areas that white men had never been to yeah and and just how they can just going into a place that that in their recorded history no one had been to before obviously other people live there sure but they're able to survive in that environment and and just the idea of just being on the ground and i understand they had measuring equipment and things like that but that they're still able to create maps And, and i'm thinking mostly of like you know pre you know 19th century explorers and earlier or even maybe early 20th century explorers i just can't wrap my head around them, them doing that and and i'm i'm thinking that i just watched the lost city of z and uh just that the explorers going through the the jungle and being able to map those places from the ground i just find that amazing i, I could never do i just can't wrap my head around how i could do that you know since this podcast has gone so far off the rails and we have nothing else to talk about I'm going to also include, I read In the Heart of the Sea, which is about the whaling ship, the Essex. I, was, this, whaling. Was, this my, was this my recommendation, Rob? Because uh, that's, sure. I, that, that's one was, of my all-time favorite books. Whaling it, blows my mind, though. It blows my mind. That, that That's not even that long ago that that was like how we like you know like that was like a valuable commodity and people would go on these boats and go like literally halfway across the world and like kill whales somehow on like smaller boats and the thing in addition to the manual labor and just living on a boat in cramped smelly conditions there is the possibility that after being away from your family for maybe the better part of a year or more or more there was a possibility that you would not get paid because you had a bad haul that yes. you did you did not catch enough whales and there was the possibility that you would return to New England and it'd say oh you only got x pounds of whale blubber so sorry here's a dollar for a year of your life or even like the significant others of whalers to be like where's your husband he's on a whaling expedition he'll be back in about 18 months maybe yeah, uh, we'll to bring this somewhat back around. No, to well, the movie. actually, I can connect this to the, to to the movie making world. Like, so I, there might Ron Howard made that movie about whaling. Yeah, um, yeah. It, well, that it was based, based on, that. on the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what did it have the same name? Yes, in the heart of the sea. Okay. Yep, it did. In the heart of the sea. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, and and you watch that movie, and uh, yeah, it it is a sort of a similar thing. Like like what a what a crazy human endeavor to go on. And I think it it also like this movie does does a good job of capturing just the absolute emptiness of being out at sea, and that that's another thing that I that I marvel at is like uh, sort of like the, the the humans' faith in themselves to to trust their own 
knowledge and understanding of the world and in a way the universe because they use the stars to navigate sure not so much with titanic but but in the heart of the sea um that that sort of bravery and confidence in your own and 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 that i think it's kind of amazing yeah just knowing that there's no one nearby that's going to help if something goes wrong i think i brought this up before but i'm 100 percent serious when i've always had a mutual like fascination with and utter fear of the open sea and the idea of vastness and not being able to see land and the other aspect of that is that we haven't fully explored the ocean depths and every time you know every once in a while there'll be an article about it's like oh a 50 foot squid washed up and it just makes me wonder what types of creatures are down there you know, as we sort of like close out this minute, I wonder if did, in did Jack see any of them on his way it, down? It, it, <laughs> the giant squid got him. Yeah, I kind of wonder if in the next hundred or one hundred and fifty years, if people will use such terms as brave and courageous when they listen to this this ep- this podcast and they talk about us. I just think it's awe-inspiring that three grown men would talk for an hour or two every week for, I don't know, like 30 to 40 weeks about a movie (laughs) and think that other people would actually want to listen to it. How they're so courageous. The cartographers of our time, that's what podcasters really are. Um, What they're doing really is mapping out loneliness. (laughs) And spectrum <laughs> disorders. <laughs> oh, um, do you guys have anything else for minute nineteen? Nope. I just, I just. I think we it. should. I think we should do a transatlantic boat trip after this is done. Okay. Of course, uh, we also said that we should take a brief domestic flight to the southwestern United States uh, after our last <laughs> podcast, and that never happened. It wasn't well, going to be a train I, ride. But I do know that I Rob want, had... really wants to take a cruise. Kid Rock Cruise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I want to say, since we've just um, talked about Titanic for about three minutes, um, if you are listening still, you've, you've listened to 19 of these. Tomorrow we're going to tell you about PCP and Titanic Productions. You should rate us on iTunes. That stuff apparently is meaningful. It is to me, at least. Yeah, uh, and the reason we did, I mean, t- we talked about most of what happens today and yesterday's minute, so it's yeah. not our fault. It's it's Rob's fault, the other Rob's Rob. Fault. Thanks, Rob Earring yeah. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard to live up to that minute. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you can go to uh, TitanicMinute.com and find out stuff, contact us, sign up for the newsletter, and we will be back tomorrow, and we'll be talking about PCP. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> Thank you.